and welcome back to the Bug and Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And we want to wish everybody a happy Halloween. Spooky. Happy Halloween, everybody. Everybody stay safe out there. Check your can- check your candy. If you don't understand why, check the candy episode. <laughs> check your candy. All right, guys. Since it is our Halloween episode, we brought you something downright terrifying. This is the type of thing that has shaken me to my core. And if nothing else has kept you up at night... This story. This? This will keep you up at night. I guarantee. Guarantee. You will not be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But I digress. (laughs) Speaking from personal experience. (laughs) Anyway, we would like to thank. Papa. Papa. Our our padre. Our our fuda. Father. (laughs) Fuda. (laughs) Our fuda. Oh my goodness. We um gave him a, a we we did a big ask and um we asked him to uh write up a version of the scary story he used to tell us as children. Yes. The one that would quite literally keep us up at night and and that he would tell us every summer night that we were down by the campfire mm-hmm, with or mm-hmm. without our friends, mm-hmm, maybe we were mm-hmm. by ourselves. I mean, but was it a made-up story? Or I didn't say it was made-up. I said scary story. Mm. I didn't say. Fittingly enough, the black cat that we own is touching the microphone with her body. <laughs> she loves it so much. She wants to be involved in the Halloween. Good luck. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. She's bringing us good vibes. So, But this is a story that he would tell us that um, would keep us up at night. Yes. And probably is... The reason for us being the way that we are. Yes. The trauma. The trauma. <laughs> the sheer horror <laughs> that shaped me into the woman I am. <laughs> I was born in the dark. <laughs> oh my god. You were just raised by it. <laughs> I can't. Bane. <laughs> Bane, can you please leave? We're trying to record a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's about time we get to the scary story. Down to the nitty-gritty. No, you're about to, you're about to enter. The Fright Night Zone. <laughs> I'm sure that's already a thing. I'm sure it is. too long ago in a place not far from here there were two little children that lived happily with their mom and dad during the warmer days the mom and dad would encourage the children to go outside and play our story takes place as fall was just hitting its stride the warmer days began to become fewer and cold was creeping in it was a gorgeous friday afternoon in early september and mom and dad were home Early September meant warm afternoons with a chance of a nice campfire in the fire pit with the cool evening. The leaves on the trees were still full and green, but the hints of color were starting to show. Some reds and yellows were appearing on the outer leaves of the maple trees in the yard. 
The oak tree was still green as well as the many black cherry trees that lined the yard. Their two-story home had a huge yard surrounding it with a small flower garden to the east side. The large country front yard expanded out to a pond with a small outcropping of trees to the south and east. The pond had a few ducks swimming on the far side, swimming away from those said trees. As the children stepped out onto their front porch, the ducks took flight. The oldest child turned and said, You spooked the ducks! The younger one responded, I did not. They flew towards us, not away. Something else scared them. Mom stepped out behind them and quieted the children with, Off the porch, your dad is getting the fishing poles. Let's go look for bullfrogs while he brings the poles down to us. The children ran ahead down to the pond and stopped just a few yards from the edge. They were sneaking glances through the weeds into the pond as Mom walked down to them. The younger child was the first to spot a big bullfrog. They quietly pointed towards the mucky pond edge, then whispered in a low tone, Ribbit, ribbit. Mom replied, seeing the frog, Hollow, hollow, giggles all around. The mom and children were sneaking around the pond looking for more bullfrogs. They found their third frog when they found themselves directly under the canopy of trees on the east side of the pond. On that side of the pond, there is a dam with an overflow drain. Dad also had a small bass boat there for retrieving stuck fishing lures and repairing the drain if needed. The drain goes through the other side of the earthen dam to the small stream that the pond feeds into. Due to the rain for the last few days, the water through the drain was moving quickly and they watched some of the early falling cherry tree leaves caught in the current. The leaves were quickly sucked into the drain and down the other side into the stream. As they stood commenting about how brisk the water was flowing, one of the children yelped, Ow! The mother and the other child jumped and looked over to see the child rubbing the top of their head. Something hit me, they announced. Mom looked down at the child's head, and sure enough, there was a little red mark that was bleeding ever so slightly. Well, what was it? the mother asked. The child bent to the ground and searched through the grass. After a few moments, they spotted a large acorn. As they inspected the acorn, they saw that it looked to have been sharpened somehow. It must have been this. It's the only thing here on the ground, the younger child stated. All three of them were carefully inspecting the acorn when... Boo! None of them had seen Dad walking along the spillway. They had been so intent on studying the acorn. The smile on his face quickly turned to a serious expression as the children's mom scolded him, saying, It wasn't funny in the least. He hugged each of them and apologized before asking what they had been staring at. The older child explained that they had been hit in the head really hard with a sharp acorn and showed him the spot on their head. An acorn, he asked. Well, where is it? The older child pointed to the water and explained it had fallen in when they were spooked. Are you sure it was an acorn? Dad replied with a questioning tone. Of course. Why? They responded. Well, he said, the only oak tree is up in the front yard on the other side of the pond. Although a bit confused, they all decided not to dwell on the strange event any further and to turn their attention to fishing, looking for frogs, watching birds, and bad jokes made by Dad. 
Hey kids, why are fish so smart? He asked. The eldest cringed. The mom put her face into her hands and shook her head, and the youngest explained, because they swim in schools. The mom shook her head and started rounding everyone up for dinner. Go get cleaned up and maybe dad will build a fire tonight to roast s'mores. It was getting dark when the dad went out to get the fire started. The fire pit was under the trees on the east side of the pond. He took all the necessary fire supplies with him, including the chairs for the family. It was going to be a good evening. He started the fire and put the chairs out. He went back to get some extra wood. As he grabbed a couple pieces off of the top, something rolled out from underneath the log pile. Acorns. He scratched his head, but went about his preparations for the fire anyway. Mom was in the kitchen getting supplies ready. In her basket were the s'more supplies of marshmallows, chocolate bars, and graham crackers. She had also put in some cherry pie filling, powdered sugar, and slices of bread to make mountain pies. To wash it all down, there was a big thermos of hot chocolate. The children gathered the marshmallow roasting sticks and pie irons for the mountain pies. After Mom took one more look at everything, she grabbed a flashlight and all three headed out the door with the supplies in hand. Once they had all eaten their full of s'mores and mountain pies, the hot chocolate was gone and they were staring up through the leaves at the stars above. The smoke from the fire curled up and up. The pond's bullfrogs were calling to each other, Hollow, hollow. Cricket noises were all around and the lightning bugs blinked throughout the yard. I found some acorns in the wood pile, stated Dad. We must have some squirrels in the area. The acorns are on the ground, right right in front. They fell out when I got the wood. The younger child got up to look at the pile he described. Where? they asked. I don't see anything over here. Dodd got out and went over to point at the ground, but stopped. Strange, he stated. They were right there. He looked back at Mom, but she was looking at the pond. Well, what are you looking at, he asked. Mom replied, nothing. And I literally mean nothing. Why is it so quiet right now? The oldest child whispered, Guys, even the lightning bugs have stopped blinking. It was quiet. No crickets. No bullfrogs. Just the fire crackling and their breathing that seemed to echo up to the top of the trees. The darkness was overwhelming the firelight. Dad quickly put another log on top of the fire. Then the silence was broken by a familiar sound. One lone bullfrog sounded through the night, and everyone froze. They all looked at one another baffled. The bullfrog had broken the silence, only this time it had changed its tone. Unmistakably, though, they heard it sounding off. Run! 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 Another from the far side of the pond responded, It comes. It comes. It comes. Then a third, even louder, croaked, Murder! 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 All eyes turned to the youngest child looking up into the trees as they yelled, Dad! They were pointing at the top of the tree. All eyes followed their hand. And about 20 yards away, in the top of the tree, was a pair of red eyes staring at them. And it was slowly moving closer. Everyone seemed to be paralyzed with shock and fear as the shadow with red eyes moved closer and closer. Whatever it was began laughing. 
The red eyes glared at them, and out of the dark they heard distinctly, Ah, hee hee! The spell, if it was a spell, was broken when all of the bullfrogs in the pond bellowed in one voice, Run! Run! Then many things happened at the same time. Dad reached for the younger child. Mom grabbed the older and swooped them up as acorns began flying down from the trees. The parents placed their bodies over the children and the acorns ripped into their clothes and bounced off their bare skin. The acorns seemed sharpened and blood started dripping from their scratches. Mom and Dad started to run with their children in their arms and the red eyes leaped from one tree to another until it was now directly in their path blocking their way to the house. The family tried to back away from the red piercing eyes. The creature crept forward towards them until finally whatever it was entered into the light. Staring at the family was a grotesque, disfigured beast with long fangs and sharpened claws. It could only have been one thing in its past life, and that was a squirrel. While it was still the same size as a normal fox squirrel, it was definitely not that any longer. The eyes were red and of different sizes. The teeth were sharpened and over an inch long sticking out of its jaws. Each of the four padded feet were three times its normal size, and the claws were over an inch long looking like sharpened razors. It was still red, but the fur had patches missing, and there were oozing sores on its side and its back. The squirrel moved forward into the light as the family began to back away. The squirrel started making a noise again as it inched forward, looking for another chance to attack. It was a laugh, a maddening laugh. The dad grabbed a chair as a shield, and Mom picked up the flashlight. Both children grabbed s'more sticks and pie irons to use as weapons. As the mom turned on the flashlight, she realized that she had made a huge mistake. She had it pointed backwards, which caused the light to shine blindingly into her eyes. The squirrel seized this opportunity and attacked. It moved so fast and with such agility that the dad was sliced by the claws on his left shoulder. The older child swung the s'more roasting stick wildly and accidentally nicked the dad in the leg. The younger child knocked into someone with a pie iron. They were all flailing about, trying to hit the creature. The squirrel laughed. <laughs> Once again, it was between them and the house. They had no choice but to keep backing up out of the light. Dad grimaced and looked at his shoulder and said, Okay, team, let's think this through. Mom turned the flashlight around and shone it on the demonic-looking squirrel. This blinded the squirrel momentarily and gave the family the advantage they needed to put some space between them. As the family backed down towards the east side of the pond and the earthen dam, the oldest child saw the boat in the dark. Dad, maybe we can be safe in the boat. The youngest agreed. Let's go. Dad, with the open chair in hand and Mom blinding the squirrel with the flashlight, moved with the children into the boat. The squirrel took to the trees as the children pushed the boat into the water. Mom looked over her shoulder at the children and the flashlight lost sight of the squirrel. That's when the creature reacted. Seeing the boat, it immediately started throwing acorns towards the family. Dad did his best to use the chair as a shield. The canvas on the chair was being shredded to pieces, but it was doing the job well enough. The children jumped in the boat, followed by their mother. 
That's when the squirrel leaped into the air out of the trees and landed on the chair. Dad and the squirrel were wildly fighting now, and the squirrel used those razor-sharp claws to slice through what was left of the canvas of the chair and tear the makeshift shield apart. The glowing red eyes bore down on him, and with a final heave, Dad threw the chair and the squirrel back into the woods and jumped for the boat. The father's momentum launched the boat out into the water and carried the family towards the middle of the pond. The squirrel was furiously screaming and throwing acorns, but the family was able to duck down low in the boat and avoid getting hit. Then there was quiet. The mother asked, What if we row the boat towards the house? The dad replied, Well, the oars are in the shed. Well, why? The mom retorted. The father defended his actions. Well, the weather will ruin them, and besides, how was I to know that a mad squirrel would attack us? They were interrupted as bullfrogs all around the pond exploded with, It comes! It comes! The family's attention was turned to the dam when they heard a splash. The mother swiftly turned the flashlight into the direction of the noise. The mist rising from the pond did not hide the red eyes now slowly moving towards them. The laughing began again. <laughs> Dad frantically looked around the boat for anything that could help them, but there was nothing except what they had brought with them, and the only shield he had had was ripped to shreds and laying in the woods. The oldest child shouted, Oh no, we're moving towards it. Sure enough, they were. The rain the past few days had swollen the pond and the drain was creating a current going back towards the earthen dam as the squirrel slowly made its way towards them. They were floating right back towards it. The laughing was growing louder. <laughs> Dad started using his hand to try and row them away, but it wasn't enough. Mom's flashlight shone dimmer as the batteries weakened and the glowing red eyes got brighter and larger. Finally, Dad stopped rowing and turned to face the beast. The laughing was even louder now. <laughs> the squirrel was now below the edge of the boat and the flashlight could not meet the angle. Then a long, clawed paw reached over the edge of the boat. All eyes were fixed on it. Only the appearance of the next clawed paw broke the trance. The family braced to face the demon. The squirrel creature pulled itself over the edge of the boat. The red eyes were in a rage and focused on the family's destruction. The mad squirrel laughed slowly and delightfully. Then it reared up and screamed! <coughs> That was their opening. With mom still having the flashlight on the squirrel, the children were completely invisible in the darkness behind their parents. They leaped forward together. One came down with their fire pit stick with such force that it broke in two. Simultaneously, the other used their pie iron as a baseball bat and hit the squirrel square in the face. The mad and demonic creature flew out of the boat, through the air, and landed in the pond by the dam. The family's gaze followed the beam of the flashlight. It landed on the squirrel's limp body floating in the water. As they carefully watched the creature, they realized it was beginning to pick up speed and float faster away from the boat towards the drain. The family could not take their eyes from the scene. 
the squirrel was only feet from the drain when its head came out of the water with a deafening scream. <laughs> the sharpened teeth were now broken and there was blood dripping from the mouth. Its fury could not be contained as it started to swim back to them wildly, but the powerful current held its small body at bay. The squirrel struck at the water as hard as it could, but it could not distance itself from the drain. Slowly, the mad squirrel lost its strength. Little by little, it moved towards the drain. Slowly, it dropped lower into the water, gasping for air. Finally, the glowing of the red eyes ceased, and the face slipped beneath the water. The top of the head was still visible, and they watched it quickly move into the drain until it was finally gone. A minute passed. Two minutes. Then, the family jumped when they saw lightning bugs light up the yard once again. Bullfrogs along the bank called and replied to each other in their original rhythm of, Hallo! Hallo! The family quietly all put their hands in the water and rode together back towards their house. Although they were able to escape, there were other warm summer nights by the side of the fire that they swore they could hear the squirrel's maddening laughter echo through the treetops. I'm not going to lie, I was a little creeped out by it. <laughs> Dad had a lot of blood dripping from people. I was like, good, good. That's how I like it. So everybody, we hoped you liked our story. And we also hope that afterwards that you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But Don't lie to me, you peed your pants <laughs> a little bit. We were terrifying. <laughs> I should be a voice actor. <laughs> I just need to do the laughing and screaming sound You can even tell that that was me. <laughs> it was almost like the mad squirrel was here with us in the room. We'll be doing interviews with him after the show. Squirrelly boy, how did oh it feel god. playing a madman? Oh my god, I can't. It's like you were built for it, darling. Like built for it, darling. Amazing, darling. They've never seen anything like me in Hollywood. Like you or like the squirrel? The squirrel, everyone says he's nuts. How was there not? Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad, I have a problem with the story you wrote. I have an issue. What's, what's, guys can't ask me, Caitlin, what's my issue? What's your issue? Not once did he make a joke about the mad squirrel being nuts. <laughs> not one time hey there could still be a part five pages there could be a part two maybe they'll maybe the mad squirrel will return for a valentine's day special <laughs> no his red glowing eyes had changed their shapes they were no longer round but resembled what's that heart-shaped candy <laughs> You got me on board already. It's weird what drowning can do to a squirrel, you know? Oh my god. Everybody leave your reviews. 
about this story. Let us know how you felt. Please let us know. Twitter, Instagram, or at BIR Podcast. Facebook's Bug in a Rug. Email us. If you hated it, please email us and don't post it socially. Our email is BIRpodcast at gmail.com. Don't hate it. Our dad worked hard on writing this. Uh, this is the problem. He told us this story when yeah. we were children. Yes. Year For years and years and years. Our, and then our probably family friends will attest to that. Yes, and probably hasn't thought about it in ten years. Years and years, <laughs> years, and, years. and years and years. He hasn't thought about the mad squirrel in sixty years. <laughs> mad squirrel. <sighs> Never heard of him. Haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> He's a smoker now. What's wrong with us? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dad, again for uh, writing this story and yes. for. Um, being creative with the ways you terrified us as children. I honestly got a little nervous in the middle of it. I'm not going to lie. When you said you didn't read the whole thing beforehand, I was like, oh. I wanted to have some suspense. <laughs> skimmed it. I skimmed it. Anyway, thanks again for joining us on Halloween, you guys. Yep. We uh, appreciate you. Stay away from wooded areas. Look out for sharpened acorns. Yes. Always have oars when getting in a boat. Y- yes. I agree to all of that. And uh, have a spoopy one. Yes. All righty. Signing off. I'm Kaylin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight. Goodbye. Goodbye.